Welcome to the Pantheon of M. I am your host, Ray. Today, we are going to be reviewing Thor Dark World, directed by Alan Taylor and written by a number of writers, but specifically, I want to point out or single out is Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, the writers of all three Captain America films and the Infinity War and Endgame storylines. Um, now, they, now, not to, uh, to, throw shade on them they are just one of the main writers in the story of this now of course the director alan taylor isn't that well known his next film that came out for this was terminator genesis which wasn't well received and then he did some game of throne episodes which i guess is his redemption uh but realistically this is considered one of the lower tier or put it mildly the less regarded films of the Trinity war saga uh now there was an article in Vanity Fair with Patty Jenkins, an article that came out in March, I believe, of this year, because uh, she, she was in the promotional stages of Wonder Woman 1984, which, of course, got pushed back and pushed back again. Um, but she was one of the, the initial directors attached to this film. She backed out. They said creative reasons, but she kind of gave the, the answers of why, and that was because the story, the script, wasn't really that great. She recognized that. She, now she's coming. She's coming off the success of doing Monster, the film that garnered Charlize Theron an Oscar uh, award, and it was considered a really great film. I saw it finally. I saw it maybe a couple years after uh, the whole Oscar buzz, and it, it was it was good. I mean, surprising film uh, done by Christina Ricci and Charlize Theron. I thought it was just uh, a great. Great, great piece and Patty Jenkins redeemed herself again doing Wonder Woman and then of course its sequel now the reason why she stepped away from it was because when she she wanted to do a Romeo and Juliet story between uh, as a side story with the film with Thor and Jane Foster's character this film wouldn't have done that they wouldn't develop that uh, story and one of the reasons why Portman was signed on even though it's on her contract was that she knew she was working with Jen Jenkins but when she pulled out um, it, I guess she she wasn't happy with it but a contract is what it is and you just have to be a professional and you do it uh, so there was some of course there was some talk about maybe she didn't give it at all she phoned it in I don't know I thought she did a pretty good job considering yeah, though everyone's seen it uh, it really has a redemption quality after you see Endgame and that is what it, what it comes to boils down to and that's enlarged in part by the involvement of Marcus and McFeely uh, rating Endgame and, and understanding the key points of the Dark World now Dark World itself when I saw it I'm a huge fan of the comic book of the Infinity Gauntlet and the gems and what they represented so uh, when Evie and I saw this back when it was in theaters uh, Evie didn't understand the uh, the nature of the gems so when I spoke to him I'll, I'll, we'll go into this too later on but like uh, to understand this was the reality stone and seeing it just being a, uh, a tendril gaseous maybe sentient um state that went from gas to solid was kind of weird and and it didn't do anything with reality it just made the the planets dark and i mean and, and the character itself was kind of odd because the the dark elves all they want was to bring everything to darkness the light bothered them it doesn't kill them it just bothers them so it was an odd concept once every what million years the, all the nine realms according to Asgardian lore, lines up, and then you could create darkness on everything, on all planets, and all systems. And that's and that was the juxt of the this, of the movie. So the the point of the Dark Elves, and they could have just, you know, it, the whole point of the Dark Elves 
it bothered me. The point and the usage of the gemstone, knowing what it is, bothered me more. And the only redeeming quality was the mid-credits scene where you get the collector introducing the idea that these are infinity gemstones. And that was the first time in the entire story since phase one, we acknowledge what these things are. And that was exciting for me and that was what made up for it. Now the final post-credits scene, not so much, but then you get, sometimes you get things that are just funny or are supposed to be funny and you just go with it. So with that, uh, let's go to my partner, Evie, and get his thoughts of the movie. Good, good. So we're talking about Thor Dark World. Uh, so what are your initial thoughts of the movie? Um, it was, it was pretty good. You know, lots of action and stuff, a lot going on, you know, a lot of fighting. Thor uh, tries to defend um Malekith and the dark army again you know as and also joining with loki and save asgard again you know yeah. he must be getting tired of, of that you know that was good um which is fine yeah no it's not a horrible like it, i didn't like come out of here saying oh my god this is the worst film ever like every marvel film i've seen and i mean i'm being perfectly honest here i enjoyed walking out of it because it's always when you're seeing it in the theater for the first time you're, you're trying to figure out what's going on and then when you get the, the reveal and the and the payback of like oh, okay this is what this this is what happened yeah. you get to appreciate it the, the thing that i had to learn was is that when you, after you watch it the first time which i don't watch things a second or third time i i just watch it once and i get it and i don't need to see it again but when i find that if you watch it a second time once the the journey once you don't once you know where this film is going to like end off at uh then you can start looking at okay so like what um, so what, what the decisions that they were making was kind of like, uh, I don't know, this is a good idea. This was like, okay, so what about the love story between Jane and wasn't really fleshed out. Like, even when they were together, it wasn't that much, you know. That's true. Um, you know, and then Frida's character, who didn't have, like, a great big part in the first one and didn't really have a significant big part in the second one, had an sure. awesome funeral. You know, that, sure. that was an amazing like, Viking funeral into oblivion. Yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, and then it doesn't pay dividends until you see Endgame. You sure. know, so um, a lot of it uh, is, I just think a lot of it's missed opportunities of it being a better film or it, it could have tied in more. Though I love the, uh, the Warriors 3 and mm -hmm. Sith. I even, I even, even like Odin likes Sif more than Jane, you know. And then there's right. a look where Sif was giving the once over of Jane in the elevator, where he's like, "You're not, you're not that, you're not, you're not so amazing, whatever." And you know, right. in the comic books or even in the actual mythology, J uh, Sif and Thor are a married couple. They're, they are, they were married at some point. Okay. So I just thought there's a lot of things that they could have like played up on, and it's like, no, they just touched on it a little bit. And it's like they, it could have been better. Okay. Uh, so what do you think of the 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 post credit scene at the end, the booty call scene? I call yeah, it call was scene. okay, <laughs> you know. I I I was a bit shocked, but it was okay. Uh, I walked out of the theater mad. I was mad. I'm like, that's it. This is a booty call, which was which was kind of funny. But I was like, this one I kind of wanted more of uh, leading into Infinity War because the mid credit was so that was the, the collector and actually acknowledging the Infinity Stones. So right. that for me, as a fan, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, and uh, so we got that. Um, but but overall, uh, the mid credit saved for me is what saved it. The last, the, the final credit, the post credit was like eh, okay, but it was kind of funny. Uh, and then the comedy, which was there, I did like. 
uh, but it was really sparse. You're, whoever directed this were not was never going to be a, a stud like um, Taika Waititi or uh, you know, Patty Jenkins or James yeah. Gunn, because those who did those films and they did well, they went on to be they're like rock stars in the directing world. You know, they're the yeah. next James Cameron, they're the next Spielberg. So uh, this one, if you did Dark World, no one knows who you are. Like right, Alan yeah. Taylor. If I said Alan Taylor to you, you'd be like, "I have no idea who that is." Yeah. Is he? Is he, uh, is he a musician? No. He, he directed Thor: Dark World. He's like my condolences to the family. Oh no. <laughs> it wasn't that great. But a film that I can liken to it is the Avengers. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Why? How do you want now? This one I want to know. Like how? How is? How is that? Uh, in your in your mind, uh, compared like bring that to to that movie. I would say that in a. Um, not as large as a scale. He's mm -hmm. got to help the Avengers go back out in space and fight enemies, mm -hmm. which is the same thing that he has had to do in in like Dark World. Oh, the, okay, okay, with the, the invasion force, right? Okay, yeah, exactly. You okay. know, you know. So he's got to do like the same thing again. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I think that um, plot is almost the same. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. I, you know, I didn't mind it. I just liked um, the Avengers better. That's all. No, I, I agree. I agree. Because um, that was at the last uh, thirty minutes of the film, really. Right? Yeah. And then the opening yeah. prologue. So yeah. that, that was too bad. Uh, I'll, I'll get my plug in for the stuntmen for this one. Uh, the prologue was done by about one hundred forty-seven stuntmen, but it was mostly yeah. CGI. Like I think that in the actual prologue, we see the elf, dark elves, and and. Um, Borg, uh, Odin's father, when he had to fight, because they show you the history of uh, the, the Dark Elves, uh, there's only like seven stuntmen, and the rest is CGI. Wow. But, yeah. the, but the actual like guys who, like, I'll, I'll mention some names, like Philip J. Silva, who mm. does like Daredevil, who's done like um, Iron Fist and Defenders, he's done the choreography for that. And, yeah. uh, and, some other, and some other major stuntmen, like Chris Brewster and uh, Eric Linden, who's the doubles for Daredevil and Punisher and a lot of the stunt work, uh, they're all in this. And they went on to do Netflix uh, stunts afterwards. It was a major crew for that, for all the Netflix films. Uh, this was, uh, the action when it did happen was phenomenal. Um, I thought a lot of the first hour of it was really slow paced. Mm, yeah, it was. And the love story was, wasn't really there. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I thought like he could have actually went down to visit. Uh, Jane Foster at any point really, but he just didn't really want to, or didn't. Yeah. It was just I. That was sort of unfulfilling for me to to watch. Uh, mm -hmm. But for me, uh, in terms of a uh, a movie that would that would best suit this film to, to look at, that it, or that kind of reminded me of this film would be Dark Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, just because of what she went through, having that that having the ether part of her and her having the red eyes at once in a while, and anything, anyone that goes near her can be destroyed or taken out. Yeah, exactly. So that's what that reminded me a lot of. Uh, not necessarily Last Stand, where yeah. uh, Jean Grey had the Dark Phoenix in her with uh, Fabio Jensen, um, which was probably more to that, I think, um, but, with, but less of a story. But just the concept of her having the ether about her, and it was like it having wasn't wasn't able to control it. Yeah, and it was killing her slowly right. or, or destroying her, um, yeah. which doesn't really get. Revealed too much in, in this movie. Where do you think this movie did well, and where do you think this film not do too uh, good in? It did well, well with the special effects, definitely. Right. Right. But but I found the plot like almost the same. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that that I guess the Avenger plot was better than was not better than the Dark World, but it was pretty much the same, you know, yeah. just the same movie all over again, which is fine, mm-hmm. you know, but I would definitely take the Avengers over Dark World. Anyway, that's just, that's what I think. Uh, oh, um, I think it's Josh Whedon uh, who did this, the, the, the writing in this. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of comedy, even when it was slow and then when it was action oriented it was really the action was really there yeah with this one uh i thought because there were actually i think five writers on this in this movie uh they were able to plant some of the seeds to go into endgame well they knew it was going to lead to that which is why i think friga had a much more uh prominent role in endgame right uh would this be something in your collection that would you have this would you own any of this would you watch it again no (laughs) would you (laughs) so like it so we recommend this, right? So right. no, not my. It just wasn't my film. That's all. It wasn't my thing. You gave it your rating four out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so any last words before we call it a day? Not really, bro. Okay. No, it was okay, but don't want to see it again. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. With this movie, I think it's I think it's Tales Tales of Asgard or something like that. So yeah. we'll, or, or Blood yeah. Brothers. So we're going to the animation land uh, next, so we'll get more Thor. So if you hated this one, we got something good coming your way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that, Evie, I want to say thank you for joining me, and thank we'll see you, you next week. Thank you me. All right, take care. Uh, Later. Well, thanks, Evie. That concludes our podcast. Uh, if you want to get a little bit more uh, information, you can check out my blog at rayviews.blogspot. It's my complimentary written piece, which is Thor Dark World, sorry. And uh, it gets a link to the trailer, uh, some interviews, uh, some background information on the characters, and, yeah, uh, some information behind the scenes, uh, etc. So if you want some more, you can check that out. Also, if you want to hear a little bit longer piece to the uh, YouTube show, I do. we do an audio podcast too, an audio affiliated podcast. It's on uh, Podbean, Apple iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on uh, Breaker Radio, and a couple other sites. Uh, and uh, I'll be, I'm close. I'm very close to getting together a actual website to join everything together. So it's a one-stop shop. That are, that's all things Pantheon of M. So you can take a look at that. I'll put that up shortly in uh, in upcoming future uh, shows. Uh, but until then, thank you for watching. I appreciate all you've done. Uh, please hit uh, subscribe. Hit thumbs up. Thumbs up does everything for me. We don't want money. It's, these are these are hard times. Just. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Tell us if you like your show. You like what we've done. Uh, if you leave a comment, that's even great. Let us know your thoughts. So we'll be doing Phase Three coming up uh, next year. We'll, we'll be reviewing all Phase Three films. But if you send us an email, uh, I'll leave you a link to that too, of where you can reach us and give us your like a paragraph or a one-line review of what you think of a certain Phase Three movie. It's whether it's Spider-Man: Homecoming, whether it's um, uh, Doctor Strange. You know anything, anything at all? Like pick a movie, talk about it. Let us let us know your thoughts of the movie. We'll love to read your comments out there. Uh, we, we'll be reading your emails uh, on the audio versions of the podcast. Acknowledge you for sure on our show. So with that, on behalf of myself and Evie, I want to say thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.